Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. It's time to play like a jet. With your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen. Human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Wilson going to the air. Chased out by Daquan Jones. Wilson looking in zone, wide open, touchdown! First NFL touchdown for Zach Wilson! And it goes to Corey Davis. Down the middle, he's got it. Elijah Moore, the 20, the 10, the 5, touchdown! Jones had just caught flat-footed. What an excellent, excellent round. He'll hit immediately. He's got the handoff. You know that's the Q-inator. Oh my gosh! Listen, thank you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And it's time to break down the film of Elijah Moore. We've got a great video up on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash playlikeajet. And, of course, the guy who made that video and who does all the film for us over on the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel is the Thunder from down under, Mr. Luke Grant. Luke, thank you so much for coming on, brother. Hey, it's good to be here. Uh, quiet part of the off-season, but we're starting to heat up. We're getting closer and closer, so it's a perfect time to look back on some of those year two guys who have an opportunity to shine and really become stars for the New York Jets. Luke, one thing that we heard about a lot heading into the draft is that the Jets needed a big body-wide receiver who could go up and get the ball, win those contested catches, high point the ball, and everybody said Drake London, Drake London, Drake London, but then they ended up getting Garrett Wilson, and we talked about him in a previous episode, and of course we've got videos up on the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel breaking down how Garrett Wilson is actually really good at high pointing the ball and going up and making contested catches and Elijah Moore is not somebody that's necessarily known for that, but he's a lot better at it than people think, isn't he? You know what? It's it's an underrated skill set of his, Scott. It's not something that he's going to hang his hat on in the NFL and be his dominant skill set. But there were some examples in 2021 of Elijah being willing to go over the middle, make contested catches above the rim. And look, 
he's a five foot eight type body, but that doesn't mean you still can't win in those areas. You mentioned Garrett Wilson, obviously a little bigger, a little more athletic in the air, but there's definitely an element of that to Elijah Moore's game. And I think what the Jets have done well is they have complementary skill sets that really, uh, they work well and tie together with one another. Elijah doesn't have to be that big guy, but still gives you enough where it's not a weakness for your wide receiving units. So I think it's something that flashed from time to time. I think you'll see some extended outside the frame catches again, moving forward, but it's not going to be the thing that you identify uh, Elijah Moore with. Luke, I want you to break down one specific play for me because this was my favorite play of the season for Elijah Moore, and I think it was one of the best plays of the entire year for the New York Jets. And it is up on your film review right now over at youtube.com slash play like a jet. It was the play when he juked Byron Jones completely out of his shoes for a long touchdown courtesy of Joe Flacco. Break that one down for me. Yeah, that was a fantastic day all around for Elijah Moore. But speaking specifically about that play, so they've identified man coverage pretty early. Elijah Moore and uh, and Joe Flacco had a look together. Uh, he's opposite Byron Jones, left-hand side of the Jets' offensive formation. And you could see he beat him off the, uh, the release very, very quickly. He separated quickly to the inside, which is key and something that he did fantastically throughout the entire season. What I love about that play is that he saw that the Dolphins were in this kind of drop coverage. So they were bluffing cover zero, but they're actually rotating their safeties out to try and get into a cover one man type look. He was worried about the center field safety. So he managed to keep that route very vertical. So instead of breaking it off and running across to the middle of the field, he did a fantastic job of understanding the leverage uh, that he'd already won to the inside. He didn't need to continue to break to the middle. He was able to kind of get that back north-south, and that's what allowed him to break it for a touchdown. It's that cerebral understanding of the game, of what the defense is trying to rotate into pre and pro- sorry pre and post-snap adjustments. And that's what impressed me on that play against Byron jo- Jones and against the Miami Dolphins. So just a great combination of his ability to win quickly, to beat man coverage, which he did at a very high level, but then in conjunction with that, um, also you know, understanding how to turn a small gain into a touchdown. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. 
perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Luke, in your video review, you talk quite a bit about Elijah Moore's short area quickness. Can you go through some examples? Yeah, there were, there were fantastic examples on the film and short area quickness doesn't necessarily mean short routes. It can mean winning at the top of a, of a break. Something the Jets did a ton with Elijah Moore was send him from the slot straight down the field vertically and just run a stop at 20 yards. And his ability, there was one against the Colts. There was another one against the Dolphins, uh, the later game that Zach Wilson played against, oh, sorry, played in. His ability to just make people miss and to have this innate ability to wiggle at the top of the drop or at the release. Uh, and he just has an ability to separate. And that's why he's so effective against man coverage. Then there are examples like the one against Byron Jones, where he's just able to uh, win at the line of scrimmage quickly with a, a different and unique release package, different timings on those releases. But then when you look at Elijah Moore and the difference between the first five weeks of the season and that great stretch late, it was his usage on some of these end arounds and jet sweeps and those trick plays that Mike LaFleurdis wasn't calling for him early in the season. And you can see that short area quickness on those yard after catch type plays where you're giving him uh, these unique looks to beat a defender one-on-one -on -one and then have a lot of open space like a running back or a kick returner. So I think his short area quickness ties into all three levels of the game, the intermediate route running, the short stuff, and then also those design touches. And it comes and affects the game in a multitude of ways, but it's just short answer is his ability to move laterally quickly, to re-accelerate quickly, and to make people miss in very short spaces in the phone booth. And Elijah Moore is fantastic at that. Talk a little bit more about his intermediate route running because we hear a lot about the home run hitting and we're going to get back to that, but I don't think people talk enough about his intermediate route running. I think it's a, a great strength of his. You think of Elijah Moore in the draft and you see a lot of these long touchdowns against Alabama and his ability to stretch the field and um, Kiffin throwing up the clipboard. But realistically, the thing he did best in 2022 was win on intermediate routes. Sorry, 2021. I'm getting ahead of myself. I think about a route that he had against the Indianapolis Colts. It was a cover three look. Um, and then he ran this big dig from the slot. And his ability to understand that he looks like he's going to threaten the uh, safety deep. So that safety starts to open his hips because he doesn't want to get beaten vertically. So then he attacks the leverage and the hips of the defensive back at the exact right time. What does that do? That allows you to create separation at the stem of the route in those intermediate type looks. So he's fantastic at that. And then going back to the Miami game, Scott, another example that I think really accentuated that skill set, that he was on the boundary he runs this fantastic little, I guess you'd call it a comeback route, but he turns the corner inside out, gets into Flippy's hips, again, attacks that leverage he creates, and then makes an absurd away from the frame catch down low on the right-hand sideline for the Jets formation. So I just think that that intermediate route running is very, very polished. And if anything, I think it will get better and better for Elijah Moore. So it's a, it's a strength of his game. And it doesn't matter whether he's running in-breaking or out-breaking routes. He did both at an equally high level in 2021. 
I think it's something to watch because if he can be that threat, then also have the ability to beat you deep. You've got Garrett Wilson who can win on double moves. who can win quickly on releases. And then you've got Corey Davis as the big body, the chain mover with a bit of deep speed as well. That's the kind of complementary group you're looking at and thinking they can be very, very dangerous moving forward. And Elijah Moore gets pretty good releases too. Maybe not as good as Garrett Wilson, but pretty good. There's a reason that he beat man coverage at a high level, almost higher than any other rookie last year. And it's because he can he can do it, not just at a high level, but he has a very diverse package of releases. And it's not just your footwork, it's also the tempo and the timing. The best way to throw off these elite corners are to beat them with different timings off the line of scrimmage. Don't let them get into that natural feel and start to become predictable. If you want to know if someone's good against man coverage or man press, you just have to look at their tape against the Miami Dolphins. When you're going against Byron Jones and Xavier Howard, there isn't a tougher test than that realistically in the NFL right now. I thought they both played really well last year, especially Howard. And Elijah Moore just torched them. What was it? 158 yards plus that game, I think it was. So he has an ability to win quickly. It comes back to the short area quickness. It comes back to having a plan, to having an extended bag and different moves and timed releases that you can go to. And that just is a culmination that works perfectly for Elijah Moore. That allows him to win in the short and in on the intermediate routes too. Can you talk a little bit more about specific examples of him beating press coverage? Because as we know, and we've talked about this a lot, beating press coverage is one of the most important things you can do as a receiver in the AFC East because that's the primary mode of pass defense for the Bills, the Patriots, and the Dolphins. Yeah, I mean, I already mentioned a couple against the Dolphins, and they stood out to me. There was another one against the Indianapolis Colts in the uh, red zone where he actually ended up slipping. It would have been a touchdown, but he was able to win quickly to the outside and mix up that timing and tempo. As I mentioned, that was important for him. Um, There were probably two or three examples uh, in that Miami game, but that, that whole stretch start kind of from week 11, week 12 for, for four or five weeks, Elijah Moore was a top five wide receiver in the NFL. And a lot of that came because he beat press coverage and it's not going to be him beating them with length and with force and ability to throw off their timing and defeat their hands. It is going to be with quickness. And that's what you saw over and over again on tape, whether he's running slants or these five yard speed outs that Zach Wilson started to get, you know, really familiar with and, and hit at a high level. When you put, the ability to win inside and outside of different timings, you become a huge threat. And I think that's what Elijah Moore did extremely well. So it was not just a play here, a play there. It was consistent for five or six weeks before the the injury ended his season. And if he can continue that, uh, I just think this wide receiver group could be the best since 2015, which, look, I know it's not that long ago, but for the Jets, it's been a pretty dry spell over the last seven or eight years. So it's exciting. I think Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson both can release at a high level, and that com- uh, combination is going to allow Zach Wilson to have a lot more easier throws, to get a lot of quick throws, get that timing uh, early in games to get a roll on, and we're not going to see the struggles he had early in the 2021 season. Luca said we'd come back to his home run hitting ability, so let's do that now. We talked about that great play against Byron Jones and the Miami Dolphins, but talk a little bit more about other plays that you saw when you watched this tape that exemplified this home run hitting ability. 
Yeah, for sure. I, I look back to one of the first plays I touched on in the review and it went back to what we talked about at the start and that was the ability to high point the ball. He had a catch against the Buffalo Bills where it was man coverage against press on the outside, a culmination of all those things we've talked about and he was able to blow past the corner to make a catch above his frame and it's a 30-yard gain. He beat him with speed and quickness and then he was even and that meant he was leaving. So that was a great example of it. But I even think back all the way to the Carolina Panthers game. The examples of him beating uh, man coverage on the deep ball and that home run threat ability was there. Now look, Zach Wilson threw a perfect ball with pressure in his face and Elijah Moore dropped that. But as we got later in the season and Elijah Moore got more comfortable and more consistent with his hands and tracking the ball and becoming a pro at the big level, you saw that home run ability still there. Against the Colts, I think he had three catches of 20 plus yards. Some of those were on intermediate routes, but some of them again were threatening the deep ball. And there was also a couple that I thought the quarterbacks missed over the last couple of years, uh, sorry, the last couple of weeks of Elijah Moore's season, missing him on some of these double moves that look like a corner and ends up being a post and some of those types of looks. So the deep threat ability was always there for Elijah Moore, uh, whether it was crossing routes, whether it was just straight go routes from the outside. I thought there was a ton of, exa- of examples of him being that home run threat, but also that allowed him to be better at the intermediate level. You mentioned before a little bit about how Elijah Moore fits with Garrett Wilson and Corey Davis. Talk a little bit more about that because I think that's very important. You want to build a receiving core that plays into the strengths of the offense and that complements each other well. And I think all three of these guys really fit together like three pieces of a puzzle. I completely agree, Scott. The synergy between the receiving core is extremely important. There are some teams who try and build quote unquote, a basketball team, and they try and put a lot of similar skill sets together, doesn't often work, especially with this offense, which is reliant on timing, crossing routes, speed, um, and the ability to run routes at a high level. So you've got Elijah Moore, who I think is going to play in the slot significantly more. Look, I don't think that's what he necessarily needs to do. We both talked about him being kind of an Antonio Brown coming out of college, but he's going to play in the slot more. And that's because Garrett Wilson will play on the outside more. He played there 70% of his time at OSU. Now, what I like about them is that they can also be interchangeable to an extent. You can put Elijah Moore on the outside if you like his matchup better. You can push Garrett Wilson. So there's an element of flexibility, but there's also, as you said, a nice combination of skill sets where they fit nicely together. Corey Davis, the chain mover, Elijah in the slot more, and Garrett Wilson on the outside. So... I think those combination of things allow them to be, will allow them to be very successful. And I think they fit well within the scheme because Mike LaFleur, he's going to want Elijah Moore on crossing routes and the play action pass is crucial to this offense. And then he's going to want to run a lot of these dagger concepts that we saw Zach Wilson run, beating zone coverage, timing, anticipation, throwing into the correct windows. I think it fits Elijah Moore's game very, very well, but also the three receivers, they will piece together perfectly. Luke, we know that the most important thing, even beyond the synergy of the wide receivers, is the synergy of the wide receiver and the quarterback, because you need to have wide receivers that fit exactly what the quarterback does well. Otherwise, you could have a mismatch of skills. We'll see if it works out in Miami, but that's one thing that a lot of people are worried about when it comes to Tyreek Hill and Tua Tagovailoa, because Tua is not exactly known for having that deep ball arm. And Tyreek Hill is a deep ball wide receiver, so 
it might not exactly gel the way that people are thinking it might. However, it certainly could, and that would be a huge problem for the Jets. So let's hope that what we see on paper is what actually plays out. But in the case of the Jets, why is Elijah Moore a good fit for Zach Wilson's skill set? I think it starts at all three levels. There's certain things you can look at and match up to the strengths of Zach Wilson. Let's start in the short passing game. Elijah Moore, very, very good at running these speed outs and these quick breaking, quick hitting routes, both on the inside and the outside. But predominantly, I think his strength is winning on some of those outbreaking routes. What did Zach Wilson excel at at college? It was throwing five-yard speed outs on the backside of a mesh or these kind of run-pass options where you get the ball out of your hands quickly, throwing to the sideline, trusting your arm strength. The accuracy disappeared a little bit in that first half of the year as a pro, and we talked about that. But I think generally Zach Wilson's strengths in the short passing game match up to Elijah Moore winning outside the numbers, outbreaking routes, the ability to do those kind of things. On the intermediate level, I kind of referenced it when we're talking about the deep route ability, um, but also the ability to run these dagger concepts. So dagger, you've got a clear out route from the slot on a go, and then you've got an out route from the outside. Elijah Moore can be that deep, clear out from the inside, but he can also be that dagger route. That concept was the best thing that Zach Wilson did as a pro in his rookie season. It wasn't on tape at, um, at BYU in college. Some people were worried. Is he going to be able to throw the ball or see the field over the middle? He did it phenomenally well, and he got more and more confident in games like the Tampa game, the Philadelphia game, the second um, go-round against Miami. So that was a strength of his. So I think those two things match well. And then as a deep ball thrower, Look, Zach was inaccurate. But once again, if you rely on the BYU tape and you think that's who Zach Wilson is, he throws a pretty deep ball. Elijah Moore can separate quickly. So I think that synergy between quarterback and receiver is there. I think it's going to get better and better. They didn't really hit their peaks at the same time last year. Zach came on after Elijah got injured, but I'm excited to see what they do together. Luke, I want to come back to something that I didn't bring up earlier, and it's not anything that is typically talked about much with Elijah Moore, but he actually is better at making plays in traffic than people give him credit for. I'm not going to sit here and say that it's his number one skill, but you had a couple of plays on your review over at youtube.com slash play like a jet that demonstrates that this is something he's certainly capable of. Oh, 100%, Scott. There was, there's a play that I think about straight away against the Cleveland Browns where he's running an over route from the slot on the right-hand side of the Jets formation. And Elijah Moore's coming across uh, – sorry, it wasn't Cleveland. It was uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. Sorry. And he did a fantastic job being able to uh, catch the ball with the safety driving down, making a contested catch away from his frame, tucking it and securing the ball. Did a fantastic job in that kind of situation. I think about his time back at Ole Miss as well. And there were a couple of catches against Alabama where he's screaming across the middle of the field in traffic. He's got a corner draped on him, a safety driving, and he's able to run through the catch point and catch the ball away from his body with extended hands on the move. He doesn't need to slow down. You can then transfer that skill set to the red zone. If you look at a, a touchdown he had against Philadelphia in that game where Zach Wilson went nuts, the ability to win in short spaces over the middle of the field against press coverage. You saw it there. You saw another example against the Colts. So it's not only catching the ball over the middle in traffic, it's doing it in condensed spaces in the red zone. You don't have to be Drake London to win in the red zone in the, in the NFL. You can be a shiftier guy who separates quickly in very small spaces. And I think that's where Elijah Moore really thrived. Luke, if you had to make some predictions in terms of what Elijah Moore is going to do in 2022 based on what you saw 
in your film review that is up at youtube.com slash play like a jet going through all of his tape from 2021 what do you think the ballpark would be it's a great question. I mean, I think he's the kind of guy who can have a six, seven touchdown season and can exceed that thousand yard threshold. I mean, he was on pace for nearly 1300 yards. If you look at that five game stretch where he was just dominating uh, defenses with Joe Flacco. And then at the latter part of that with Zach Wilson, if he can have 1050 yards, 150 rushing yards on some of those design touches. And look, I know that sounds like an extremely large number considering that the Jets haven't had a thousand yard rushes since 2015 and that they've got a second year quarterback and we haven't seen Elijah Moore break eight or 900 yards yet. But if you look at Garrett Wilson, I think that he may take a little while to get going, even though he's a you know son of a pro and played in a pro offense in at OSU, it still takes rookies a little while. I think that you're going to see more Elijah Moore in that chemistry than Garrett Wilson. So I think for that reason, he has a really good chance to lead the Jets in in yardage because he can win at all three levels. He has a connection with Zach Wilson. He's got deep threat ability, which is if you can pick up chunk plays, it gets easier and easier to amass a thousand yards. So I think the base, the kind of that, I think the ceiling for him is 1,200 total yards yards six seven touchdowns i can see him doing it that is the upper end but i think that is the ceiling for elijah moore this year luke anything about luke anything that you saw when watching elijah moore's tape that you think is worth mentioning but we haven't mentioned yet i touched on a little bit but i think just don't sleep on his red zone ability don't think that elijah moore can't amount or mass touchdowns because he's a smaller guy because it's just not true and then i'm also curious to see with braxton Berrios still there as well how often is Mike LaFleur going to call his number on design touches? Because Elijah Moore is special. And realistically, it took until the week seven game against the Patriots, I think it was, that Zach Wilson got hurt. That was the first time we really saw Mike LaFleur lean on him in that aspect and in that role in the offense. Are we going to see him have a bump and an uptick in that, seeing that you have Garrett Wilson on the on the outside now as another option. And this wide receiver room is more well-rounded, if, for lack of a better term. So I'm excited to see if he gets an increase in design touches because he is just electric with the ball in his hands and he can do so many things on screens, end arounds, jet motion, and you can just you can utilize him as that chess piece. And I think we're going to see a little bit more of that with Michael LaFleur being more comfortable in his second year as an OC, but also Elijah Moore's second year as a Luke Grant, the Thunder from Down Under. Thanks so much for coming on and talking about your film review of Elijah Moore with me. Really appreciate it. For those that want to watch that review and all the other reviews that you have up on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash play like a jet. And for those that want to check out our store over at tpublic.com, that's tee Go ahead and tell them how they can do that and what they'll find when they go. Yeah, the Tee Public store stuff is just awesome. Uh, great designs. My partner, Alex, helped with some of that. Uh, we've got the Zach Wilson says go long range. Zach, Zach the Ripper merch. Uh, Quinn and Williams and John Franklin Myers merchandise. Uh, the bless you, thank you range. That is play like a jet logo merch. You can use those designs. Make anything you want with them, be it shirts, uh, sweats, hats, uh, phone cases. So make sure you check it out. Support the channel, but also just pick yourself up some fresh merch. It's not just like the generic stuff up on the NFL.com sites and everything like that. And then across on the YouTube, it's been a dead period, as I kind of mentioned, but we are about to get absolutely thrown into these reviews and looking forward to 2022. I've got a piece coming out on George Fant, looking at his improvements and why if he's able to be successful at right tackle or left tackle, who knows, that the Jets could have a top 10 line. I'm looking at Jake Martin, 
um, and some of the way that he wins and why the Jets think he can be, as they called him, a great second wave rusher, along with Carl Lawson and Jermaine Johnson and Bryce Huff. So looking at those two guys, um, I'm also going to do another couple of breakdowns on Zach Wilson. There's a ton of stuff coming, so make sure you check us out over on the YouTube. Play like a Jet. It's going to be a big couple of months heading into the season. Make sure you check out tpublic.com. That's teepublic.com. We've got lots of great stuff up there, plus our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash playlikeajet, where you can watch all our YouTube videos. So watch them and subscribe if you haven't already. Also, give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.